everybody. Thank you for joining us once again on Japan by River Cruise. I am here in southern Japan. I am Bobby Judo, joined by... Ollie Horn here in southern United Kingdom. We've got another great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about a spate of recent road rage incidents and how they're affecting Japanese society. Plus, as always, Ollie's got our weekly recommended River Cruise. Yes, This week's recommendation is an amphibious river cruise that starts on the streets of downtown Osaka and ends on the Dotonbori River. We recommend the second half and only the second half. Yeah, screw that first half. And also, the Japanese river cruise could be rendered obsolete, at least according to a team of developers who are getting ready to roll out the world's first virtual river cruise. Later in the show, we'll give you their home addresses and instructions for making a mail bomb. What you do with that is up to you. But first, Soap Dog. Bobby Judo, why do we call it Soap Talk? Is it because I can't say Sekken Banashi? Uh, no, it's because you can say Sekken Banashi, which means Soap Talk. So congratulations on being able to say the wrong thing yet again this week. How do you uh, say Small Talk? Sekken Banashi. Same thing. Sekken Banashi. Bobby. So... Um, we had quite enough of me talking about me on this show, so um, I'm going to... I could never um, get enough of, of you talking about you. That's one of my favorite things to listen to. In fact, I would go so far as to say that uh, it is impossible to like... I would go so far as to say that it is impossible to dislike Ollie Horn. Oh, that's, um, that's, a, that's what a reviewer said. And then, is it? Uh, is it? Yeah. Is yeah. it? Shows the system works. Do you know yeah. what? You f- I, feel, I feel like such an ass when I'm... Uh, like sharing these things but they do come they do come back uh, well i mean i think there are a handful of people who have met you in person who would probably disagree with that but i will say that you every time i've seen you on stage you really do have a way of winning over uh the audience members who don't know that you're a terrible person um, thank you so uh i well, actually started about me ollie well done What's that? i managed to I just congratulated myself there for managing to talk about me during uh, your soap talk time good on me <laughs> I was expecting nothing less. Uh, but no, I started um, uh, posting a handful of things on YouTube again. One of them, I posted uh, the lightning round from the last Tokyo Roast Battle, uh, Bobby Judo versus Bill Miller. So if you're listening to the show and you want to get an idea of like what kind of stand-up, what kind of shows we do in Tokyo, please head to my YouTube channel and check that out. And Bobby then... is a very good joke writer. Your roasts you. are very good. And I yeah. always enjoy when Bobby's about to go for a roast, he will send me his jokes in advance. Yeah. Um, and, and, and if you off, only know me from the podcast, then I really feel like um, you might not know that I'm, I'm funny. So uh, if you want to see <laughs> what prepared jokes sound like, you can check them out on the Tokyo Roast Battle video. Can, can, can we have some samples now? Why don't you tell a couple of your roast jokes about me? Uh, about for, Ollie Horn? F- furthering the case that this section ultimately becomes about me. I'm trying to remember what I actually did at your roast. Um, I, can, I can tell you one which I thought was hilarious, which is Ollie has made a career uh, on the Japanese TV by eating the crumbs off my table. Something I learned about the crumbs off my table, very high in calories. Yeah, I remember um, that one. I, thought, I, thought I also remember um, they say when people are really good friends that they can finish each other's sentences. And so by that metric, Ollie is really good friends with everyone in the world because he finishes <laughs> everyone's sentences yeah it's funny yeah it's funny it's very yeah. funny 
Um, uh, but I put up a Japanese video as well. Um, and you know, a lot of, a lot of times in the past, I, I have a large back catalog of, of videos with advice for Japanese people, uh, telling them what not to do, uh, from my high and mighty pedestal. But this was, um, one about an English word that you should be careful using. Uh, I got a comment on my Instagram feed from a Japanese woman who was commenting on a picture of, uh, my daughter, Ami. And don't see how agenda is important, but whatever. She said, sexy shot, sexy shot, in terms of... Uh, How old's your daughter? She was three at the time. She's four now. Okay, but... so at the time, that, that was not on. Now, I guess now it would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we found out where Ollie draws the line. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I understand the nuance of sexy in Japanese. You know, this is one of those, they've taken it in as a loan word and they've made it it's not the same word it is in English. In Japanese, when they say it, they tend to use it to mean very mature looking or or the Japanese for it would be like idoke ga aru or like idopoi, which means yeah, like yeah. more like sensual or, or adult in, yeah. in that. And they're okay with using that for children. You know, when you see a child making a very mature looking face or striking a pose that looks like a pose an adult would make, or, you know, a picture of a kid in a swimsuit, you know, it's not an inappropriate compliment in Japanese to say, oh, oh, look how Japanese quotes sexy that is. For me, I may think I, that... May I just jump in? That's yeah. not that's not universal, though, right? Like, there's still, there is, even for Japanese people, there's still, like, people that wouldn't use that word because it's, it, it's, it's not, it's, like... Maybe it's not inappropriate for the reasons that it would be in English, but it's still not a nice. It's not a nice thing to. Well, I think I think yeah. So what I found out in the comments. So the video itself was saying, you know, if you're going to use this word, you should be aware that when you use it to an English speaker or in English, the connotations of this word are something that reminds you of sex or something that makes you want to have sex. So don't use it to talk about a talk child. Talk about my three-year-old child, please. <laughs> and there are a handful of people in the comments who have said, ah, but in, Jap in Japanese, the nuance isn't like that. It's a little bit different. There are a handful of people in the comments who've said, um, Japanese people would never do that. Japanese people would not use sexy to refer to a child, which I'm like, I've gotten, in truth, I've gotten at least five comments, mostly from Japanese women uh, that have used the word sexy to describe my children. Not to mention that there is a pop group called Sexy Zone that was founded when the members were like 11-year-old boys. So the idea that you Japanese say that as people... If those, you say that as if the members transitioned. Well, they're no longer allowed. Found, founded when <laughs> they, they were boys. Yeah. Um, well, they they had some very, I'm sure, costly medical procedures to turn them from 11 to 19 over the course of eight years. But um, Japan's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So, do you, do you reckon that the the use of the word "sexy" in Japanese, that "sexy" word, is used more liberally because your children are half children? I don't think so. I don't think no, okay. so, um, because I, I do think one of the main in trying to explain this. So one of the other comments was like, well, if we wanted to say or in Japanese, what words could we use in English to to do that? And people were suggesting like, well, should I say that your children are attractive? Should I say that they're <laughs> erotic? And I was like, 
both nope. steps in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> nice intuition, wrong yeah. outcome. But but ultimately, in Why trying to... Why do you want to say that anyway? Yeah, that's the thing. In trying to respond to that, I was like, okay, so there's this this mode of thought, this mode of thinking in Japanese that says it's okay to ascribe iropoi, which is, which is erotic, which is yeah. sensual, to a child. And I think it's, it's part of the idol culture. I think it's part of the, the sexualizing childhood and innocence that, that is this fundamental thing that, I think it's a problem in a lot of cultures, but in Japan, it's above board in a way that it's not in the US. In Japan, mm. you see these 45-year-old men going to idol group concerts and looking at these 10 to 20-year-old women as though they're sexual objects. And in America, I'm sure there are 45-year-old men who do the exact same thing, but they couldn't go to the shows publicly. They couldn't participate in the, the handshake events or the picture-taking events or announce their fandom without being Didn't they have to cut suspicious. a handshaking event short because one guy had come all over his hand? Yeah. Didn't I read that story last yep. year? that happened. That's a thing oh, that man. happened. And if you ask a fan, they'll say, you know, they're they're supporting them, they're looking at them as, as their own children, which is why they don't love women who are perfect singers, perfect dancers, because they, they want to encourage them and support them as they grow. But half of it is this, I want to take care of you, I want to support you. And the other half of this is I'm sexually attracted to, to these children. And so I started with a very simple video saying, I don't yeah, I, want I, I, you I love to call you going my through kids the... sexy. <laughs> I love you going through this thought process. This will be a simple video. I'll just explain that sexy doesn't mean uh, the same thing in English. As, and now you're having to like, somehow uh, account for the fact that pedophilia is a human emotion that <laughs> that men sometimes do have to repress um, <laughs> like yeah so so ultimately in even as in my responses i want to be like okay so if you want to say that in japanese and you're looking for a way to translate it into english castrate yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah, I mean, this is something that I've I, I, I explained to some friends visiting uh, Tokyo in Halloween, right? And, and anyone that's been to Japan during Halloween season knows that it's comfortably the biggest party season. Yeah. Oh, hang on, is, isn't it coming up soon? It is, yeah. And Japan rules at Halloween. Japan does Halloween so good. Right. And and something that I something that I kind of had to explain to to a visiting friend was when when he thought that girls were dressing in his words, provocatively, right? I'm not sure what, what he thinks they're provoking, but, you know, wearing, you know, maybe wearing, like, suspenders and short skirts and kind of push-up bras. Right. It, it, I, 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 this almost sounds stupid coming out of my mouth now, but I think what I said was reasonable. That's okay. Everything it, does. <laughs> it's What I was trying to explain was, I don't think it's the same. I don't think that, that like, the psyche of dressing, of dressing like that is as is as sexual or has the same kind of sexual intention as say when a girl in the West might do the same, right? Like um, I, I don't think that, that like lingerie, et cetera, is a proxy for sexual interest or sexual availability in the same way as it can be uh, in the West. I'm not saying that girls, you know, girls wear clothes to, uh, you know, all the usual caveats, right? Uh, but 
I, I just I have this this instinct that like what we think of as sexy clothing, right, is is different. Yeah, I, I I like how you left those caveats completely unsaid, which is why you got reviews like those bad reviews. That one uh, social justice warrior who left the review about your show yeah. being like white privilege. It's because yeah. you're aware that you're saying something that that is borderline not okay, and you you think that the self awareness makes it okay that you're saying it, but then you don't delve into why. You're well, still fine, saying cause, it. Cause maybe just I assume that everyone's as clever as I am and it doesn't need to be explained. But yeah. I'll, if I, for the sake of completeness, you are right. Uh, a social justice warrior did take a lot of issues with my show. Um, not really understanding any. Well, there, were like, any there of... were like nine specific books that she thought you should have read before you did your show. Also, she's... Uh, in fact, I can't even say she because they don't identify as a female. It's they. They, um, they, they sent me a message uh, saying... Um, I should watch Nanette to learn how real comedy should be done. And also quoting one specific joke from the show, which they loved saying more like that, please. Um, so, you know, make of that what you will, but look, the, the, look, the subtext is you should uh, never infer someone's intentions from their clothing. Right. Right. That's also a claim I can't make. Cause like, if you're going to dress like a Nazi, probably a Nazi, uh, <laughs> but, um, but you know, you shouldn't infer someone's sexual av- availability or intention or, or consent from their clothing. That yeah. said, that said, Certainly in British culture, there's a way of dressing up, dressing for a, for a night out, uh, which is kind of deliberately sexually provocative, right? And, and, and I think that could be. I my feeling is the same, like that same narrative that is created by the clothing, just isn't just isn't isn't the same in Japan, and I and I'm finding it really hard to articulate why. But I'm I, I'm inclined to agree, but I think so. So in Japan, I I've found it a lot more evident that girls and women enjoy dressing in certain ways for their own enjoyment and not for any kind of attention, not for any kind of uh, awareness of the male gaze or anything like that. And that makes me interrogate whether or not my perception, which is in line with yours, about what people's intentions are when they dress back home. Maybe I just didn't have the awareness or the sense back home that women were not necessarily dressing to appeal to men. But for I'm sure in America, there are also the same amount of women who are dressing up the way that they're dressing for themselves. Sure. Oh, I'm totally with you. But, you know, I guess there's probably no way of knowing. We We can never ask women, can we? Uh, so well, I guess all we can do is speculate, just you and me. Let me finish this by telling you the one thing that my daughters have, have told me that in their, this is again when they were three, which kind of like opened my eyes and was kind of one of these big wow moments for me was uh, they're into all the girly stuff. They're into Disney princesses, they're into Hello Kitty, and they're into Purikua, which is these Japanese idol cartoons they're like the the modern sailor moon but like a million times cutesier and pinker and kira kira sparkling so i am okay with all of that you know i try to encourage them to watch you know the more modern stronger disney princesses i will pretend to be hello kitty's mom for days on end but i do not like encouraging them to look into the idol culture hello kitty's mom what does hello kitty's mom do she bakes apple pies Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So you're um, telling me that you bake an apple pie. Well, I, I don't get to pretend to be Hello Kitty because they want to be Hello Kitty. Right. So I have to and be, uh, yeah. 
and is one of the reasons why Hello Kitty has these developmental issues is because she has an absent father. Oh no, no, her dad's there, but he doesn't bake anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so yeah. Again, like I don't, I don't mind. I, you know, I, I do all the Disney princess games. I play makeup. I play this and that. But I don't encourage the idol stuff because I, I don't like that sexualization of idol culture. I don't like that it is a business geared entirely almost entirely towards men who are sexualizing young women. So I try to stay away from that. And I've told them that I don't like Pudikua. And one of my daughters asked me, why don't you like Pudikua? And I had a hard time explaining it, but I said, because I don't think that women have to look like that, dress like that, or act like that in order to have value, in order to be worth something. Do you understand? And Ami looked right back at me and she said, yeah, you don't like girls who don't dress the way you want them to. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh shit. No, 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 like, no, no, no. <laughs> And so it was one of those moments where it was like, there is nothing wrong with dressing like that. And if you want to dress like that and act like that because that's who you are and that's what you want to do for yourself, that's totally acceptable. It's just as they get older, I'm going to have to try to figure out how to let them be who they are and navigate the awful, awful world of male attention that they will get because of it right so basically you need to you need to like knock their teeth out or something like just do something to actually that wouldn't work not having nice teeth is a cutesy thing isn't it in idol groups <laughs> oh no all right well i'll keep brainstorming ways to make your children uglier um while we look at if, <laughs> if in the meantime um i wanted to mention uh we don't have any mail this week oh nothing, no what mailbox full is that what it is no no room in the inn I could be. I haven't looked into exactly why, but no new messages, which is unfortunate because we set aside two to three minutes every week to discuss the messages and to read the messages that we absolutely don't want to receive through no our email uh, email function on our website at www.japanbyrivercruise.com. That's japanbyrivercruise.com. Don't go there and send us a mail with your River Cruise recommendations. It wouldn't impress us. Bobby, it's time for the news. Right, so uh, you've been out of Japan for the last, what, like year and a half now? But um, it's, Yeah, a yeah. good year. Time flies. But uh, there have been a handful of road rage incidents here in Japan over that last year and a half and they're starting to get a lot more coverage in the news partially because uh, there are cameras everywhere and there are more and more drive recorders there are more people installing cameras in their cars just in case they get into uh, some kind of trouble on the road and I got in trouble on the road yeah early this year yeah when I was when I was in Tokyo earlier in the year would have been Went, followed the sat-nav and went straight up a, one, a one-way street. The moment, just the moment I crossed the threshold, just inches into that street, police car flashes, blah, 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 pull over please, do you speak Japanese? Yes, a little, ha, ha, ha. He said, did you see the uh, no-entry sign? I said, no. He said, well, it's covered by a branch. Uh, and he said, did the sat-nav tell you to go up here? I went, yeah. He went, yeah, the sat-nav's wrong. I said, were you, I just said, uh, I said, uh, like what did I say in Japanese? I think I said, well, "Am I the first person today?" And he went, "No." So this guy was just like camping there, looking to give points. But right, right. Uh, loop loophole. Um, turns out you can just 
you take the points in Japanese license. I still have my British license. I get double points. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was really nice about it. And he like he, he told me I had to like fill out a form and pay. I think seven thousand yen. Uh, but he he didn't seem to take much pride um, in doing anything other than. He obviously I wasn't the first foreigner he dealt with too because he like he right. knew his way around the gaijin card. He knew about how to put the names in the right order, and he was like showing off to me that he knew how to do all this. And I was like, yeah, right. I think I know your game. Um, yeah. So I've I, I have been on the other end of traffic cops. Yeah. Um, th- this was by the way on the way to Mount Fuji. I was driving my friend to Mount Fuji, and uh, I managed to get the wrong uh, go the wrong way on a highway because I was so yeah. stressed out after this. Um, I was like really like alert and i wasn't following the gps i was following signs mm. and so i followed the signs i got on an expressway which took um f- another 40 minutes to get off because there was traffic so 40 minutes the wrong way to mount fuji had to pay for the privilege of getting off that expressway turn around back on again um didn't really see much fuji in the end huh so um that has nothing to do with uh, today's news topic but yes, it was it has something to do with me it has something to do with me it yes. was absolutely fascinating to listen to um, instead, I, I didn't mean trouble on the road, like, like, you know, getting pulled over by the police. I kind of meant like, if you were driving the wrong way on the highway, somebody else would need to record that so that they would be able to demonstrate in a court of law that you were driving the wrong way on the highway wow, and cause an accident. So I didn't did cause it, an accident. I caused nothing. I barely did anything. The, hypothetically the, pigs, speaking, the, pigs, the pigs got me. Hypothetically speaking. So do you have road rage incidences in, in England? Um, yeah, I, I guess we do. When two drivers, uh, you know, get on each other's nerves and then one of them forces the other one to pull over and starts a fight. Yeah, basically. yeah. I really like watching the Russian ones because they take, they take their road rage really seriously. Yeah. I In the US a while back, we had a, a whole epidemic of it where people were like pulling people's pets out of cars and throwing them onto the freeway. Uh, and some, you know road rage murders and things like that here in japan recently there were a couple of people who died because a guy who was upset with them it's called auri unten auri unten in japanese um and somebody will will follow you and get too close to your bumper they'll ride your bumper they'll pull around in front of you and they'll pump the brakes or they'll force you to drive in ways that you know cause you to swerve or they'll force you to stop and there was a guy uh, on the highway who had forced uh, a family in their car to stop in the fast lane, on the shoulder of the fast lane. And when he was getting out and, and hassling them, uh, another car on the highway hit them from behind and two people in the car died. Oh, no. And so that was huge national news. That was a while ago now. And just recently, there were a handful of other Audi Unten incidents what does um, Audi mean? I know what Audi Audi uh, is like to like to fan. I want to say it's like to fan the flames. Hang on, I'm gonna have to Audi. I know it's the word in English. So uh, Google Translate has to stir up, Audi. to agitate, to sway. So oh, yeah, right. um, yeah. So so even you can use it in a lot of different ways. Um, when I when I do crowd work as an MC here, they'll say my job is to to be the Audi Yaku. So it's oh, my yeah. job to to get the crowd stirred up, to get the crowd going. But Audi Unten is driving in a way that's intended to agitate 
somebody else. So my, my new my new favorite way of dealing with people that are difficult on the road is not to make eye contact. I think the thing they crave is for you to acknowledge that they've like tried yeah. to make you go faster or yeah. try to get you there. So one of the things that this has brought to the Japanese national attention recently, um, there was there was an incident where. Uh, the guy had the video on the driving recorder on his camera in his car where a person forced Dash him cam. to stop and then got out of the car and then came to his window. And the guy was clearly belligerent and he's swinging his arms and everything and this and that and yelling and screaming. And and the driver of the car that was being harassed couldn't hear what he was saying. So he rolled down the window and the guy came through the window and punched him a bunch of times and and you know, beat him bloody and all the while uh, a woman with a flip phone was recording it the guy the aggressor's girlfriend i guess was recording with a flip phone um so this became huge news and the news is not only scaring japanese people into purchasing these dash cams in incredible quantities it's boosted the sales of the dash cams like exponentially but also it's making people aware that like they don't understand traffic laws. They're discussing all yeah. of these different uh, traffic patterns and you know, patterns of driving on the highways. And it's making Japanese people realize that they don't know basic traffic laws. Like you're supposed to yield for pedestrians or you're supposed to use your turn signal yeah. before. This is to, this is to, yeah, before you've turned. It's, it's to indicate, right? Rather than yeah. like declare. This reminds me. I've got two. I, 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 I lived on a... My second house in Japan was on an extremely narrow road. It was obviously a road that wasn't designed for cars back in the day, right? Right. And so you you could bet you could just about fit a car down it, but nothing more. And it, it was it was the road that connected a main road where the where one of the stations was on and like a main expressway. And cars would just dart down there, right? They would you know, they would do, be doing like thirty or forty kilometers an hour when it's like a there's like little old ladies and stuff. Right. And it would really wind me up that people would be on their phones. Um and so I would I'm such an intimidating figure, right? In like compared to their rubbish little cars. Often, particularly when there they, they was like an egregious example, I would stand in front of their car and not move until they put their phone down, um, and like make it clear that's what I was upset about because people would just literally be texting or right, calling right. while speeding down, potentially killing old people. And I remember well, I was is, in. Also, there's an yeah. in that case they would be in the wrong, but you would be technically doing aori. You would be doing yagarase for like the people, and even though would, I was on a crossing. Well, I mean, yeah, standing in front of somebody's car and not letting them go is is functionally the same as pulling in front of somebody's car, right? And um, uh, only only if I'm a pumping car. the brakes. Um, another example, I remember I hit a car with an umbrella. So this is a story that I don't think I've ever told anyone. Uh, I was in Osaka doing a show, walking to Ed's house where I was staying, and I genuinely nearly got hit by a a girl who was texting. I was walking across a crossing. And it was it was clear for me to go, and she just didn't realize that I was there. She swerved round, yeah. and I, uh, like, knowing that if I didn't attract attention somehow, uh, like I'd get hit. I just had a long umbrella and just like instinctively reached out and tapped the car, um, and uh, it really shook her, and she because she thought she'd hit me, but actually she'd only hit the umbrella. Yeah. Um, and I said, I said to her in Japanese, "You you can't use your phone while driving." Um. 
And she got she then got really cross when she realized that she hadn't killed anyone. She right. then wanted to get all defensive. Elvis, and also she took issue with the fact that a foreigner was telling her what to do. Yeah. Um, she started filming me. And I was like, and I was just thinking, there's nothing to film. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not got, not got yeah. any. Um, so maybe, so maybe that's one of the videos that's doing the rounds. Maybe foreign, fo- foreigner with umbrella. The thing that was insane to me about this was that uh, this, this particular couple, um, the Audi Unten guy and the, uh, they, they kept calling him a BMW Otoko because he was driving a test drive rented BMW. And the woman who was filming on her flip phone, they called her Garake Onna, which means flip phone woman. Um, When they were able to identify them, there were all of these reports of them doing Auri Unten in the past. And all of these reports of them doing all kinds of things to kind of like agitate or cause problems at restaurants and things like that. And all of these stories about this same couple started to surface. And these are stories from weeks ago, months ago. And they had video footage for almost all of them. Like an incident where they were, they claimed that they'd spilled something too hot in a restaurant and they were trying to get the restaurant to give them compensation or to admit fault by signing a notebook. And they have video of this on record. Or uh, the guy was driving a completely different car and swerving back and forth around a truck. And they had video footage from like a couple different angles of that as well. And so the, for me, the, it's they're like, second to Bobby Judo, they are the most well-documented people in Japan. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Do you reckon they're doing it deliberately? So uh, I have been on a bunch of different TV shows where, you know, all the newscasters are reporting this and you're know, telling the details of the story. And there's every single time there is a reporter or a newscaster, or somebody who off-camera goes, this is big dash cam. (laughs) This is the (laughs) dash cam industry pulling the strings to drive up their sales. (laughs) 